The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, February 20th, 7 a.m., Brenda and Eric. With you on the Morning Blend, thank you so much for tuning in. Pat is out this morning, but our new producer, Eric, stepping in this morning. And I got to tell you, those are some tall shoes that you step into on the radio. You can't get the feel for this. But I, of course, top out at about five foot two. Eric, you are? I'm about 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> I am used to looking up at people, but you are a bit more of a stretch for me. So welcome to the morning show. Oh, thank you so much. We, you know, we've been hearing your voice you've been doing weather and kind of easing into it so there's nothing like just jumping right on into the fire to get your morning started uh we found out this morning that you were going to be stepping in so uh yeah welcome to the show eric thank you so much brenda it's great to be here with you and it's been great to be on the morning show with you guys i feel like i'm learning a lot and it's really awesome to be a part of this ministry eric we oftentimes talk to different people especially during charathons we listen to their stories about how they really began to develop your faith you eric have been a listener of a matra day radio for years and years in years right <laughs> oh yeah that's right i mean i can remember uh sitting in a car seat in the back of the car uh late at night listening to at the time it was just kbvm because we didn't uh -huh. have all the other parts of the broadcast network uh listening to modern day radio in my car seat in the back of the car headed back to we were living in astoria at the time so like at night and yeah, it, it's just always been a part of the family. It's We've always listened to it. So it's really, really cool to do something that I've always listened to and kind of grew up with. It's, it's really neat. Well, I got to say, I'm excited for your enthusiasm. How exciting, though, for us as a radio station to know that we've shaped lives through our broadcasts and through our shows and through messages of faith. And so, Eric, welcome to the morning show. So we're going to get things just we're going to have a great time today. It's kind of cloudy out there this morning, and uh, we might have a little bit of a time for a walk later in the afternoon. But it looks like we're going to have some weird weather coming up today and moving into next week it's going to be spring like that groundhog got it right with the early spring but then maybe next week we might shift back a little bit to more wintry type weather uh but still mostly rain for us but you know, Pat's probably uh, looking forward to whenever that next walk is getting in. I, on the other hand, am looking forward to a clear afternoon to finish my project. Now, Eric, as you get older and you get your own home, you will realize that there is never a project that happens like, I'm just going to do this. It, it, it's always a much bigger deal. All I wanted was a new washer and dryer. But along with that new washer and dryer came, oh, we got to redo uh, the floors and the walls need to be repainted. And I want to take out that cabinet and do shelves. That project is underway. And I painted the room yesterday. But here's the funny thing that happened. So we called the uh, waste connections or whatever it is that we have. They will recycle the old unit. Okay. I said, all yeah. right. So Scott just pushed it right on out into the curb. They're coming today to pick it up. Last night, as everything was getting settled in for the night, my son came up. He goes, Mom, guess what? 
Somebody took the washer and dryer from the curb. <laughs> no way. It's gone. So oh my gosh. that saved us $18 in the pickup fee. Unfortunately for the people who are picking it up, they're not going to get much use out of 15-year-old washer and dryer set. It was dying. So I'm sorry to say they went oh, through the man. trouble of taking that. They're not going to get much use out of it. So, Well, I mean, every time that you pick something up off the side of the road, I think it's a little <laughs> bit of a gamble. I mean, I've never been bold enough to pick up a piece of furniture that no. has three marked on the side of Don't it. Don't do it. Yeah, bad idea. Yeah, so, you know, they did it. They went through the trouble. Uh, and now they're going to have to figure out how to dump it themselves because... <laughs> It's a not ours anymore. So well, hopefully kind of they recycle morning. it, you know. I hope so. Yeah. You know. Well, anyway, so Eric, welcome to the morning show. This is going to be a great Tuesday morning. What do you got coming up? Well, the Blazers are leading in a uh, brand new type of statistic, but it's not one that they should be especially proud of. I've we don't want to be number one, up. huh? Well, not in this category. <laughs> oh, and people who are making trips to Rome, especially during this Easter, this Lenten season, there is a free opportunity to visit the ancient cemeteries that are in Rome. We know them as the catacombs. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that and what's so important about these uh, these catacombs for our our Catholic history. Ooh, spooky. Sure. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start things now with I Am They. Your love is mine. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Happy Tuesday.
Yesterday Radio, bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Your love is mine by I Am They. It's 7.08 in the morning, and we're going to find out where is Catholicism? Well, it's everywhere. We're talking with Dr. Helen Hoffner, coming up right after a check of your local weather. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O oh my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Grow closer to the Lord through Mater Dei Radio's Lenten Challenge. Between now and Easter Sunday, resolve to listen to our dynamic Catholic programming more frequently. If you already listen for an hour a day, make it two. Listening for two hours, make it three. Whatever length you spend listening to Mater Dei Radio and the Hail Mary Media app, increase that time throughout the Lenten season. The results might surprise you. Not only do we bring you the best of local and national Catholic shows, Mater Dei Radio is also teaming up with Ave Maria Press this Lent to bring you the dynamic series Made for Heaven. Join Father Agostino Torres on a multimedia journey inspired by St. Francis. Free your heart from the desert of sin and open it up to love for others in the glory of Easter. You are made for heaven. So grow closer to Christ and take the Lenten Challenge now on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 712 here at Mater Dei Radio. High of 58 and low of 45 today with 30% chance of showers after 5. Mostly cloudy until then with a chance of sun. I see a little bit peeking out just Barely Where? outside Where? there. Uh, okay. You can't see it, but okay. I can. Must be the height advantage. <laughs> I think so. Gusts of up to 14 miles an hour today. 
All right, currently it is a mild 42 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it's cloudy and 40 degrees down at Queen of Peace Parish and School. In many ways, we bring our Catholic faith into our daily lives and activities. But many common pastimes already originated with the practices and work members of the Catholic Church. In her new book, Catholicism Everywhere, it shows the unexpected and often surprising links to the faith in sports, cooking, gardening, even other aspects of our daily life. And in these pages, author Dr. Helen Hoffner shows where you will find the connections that show that Catholicism uplifts and enriches our every aspect of our days. And you'll be surprised in the many ways we can thank a Catholic for it. Dr. Hoffner is joining me this morning to tell us more about it. Good morning, Helen. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Blend today. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Uh, First, for our listeners, what sparked your interest in discovering that Catholicism could be found everywhere? Well, I wrote another book called Catholic Traditions and Treasures that talked about the tradition behind practices like burning a statue of St. Joseph to sell your house, and praying to St. Anthony when things are lost. And I also did a book with my mother called The Rosary Collector's Guide that talked about the history of the rosary. So when I was especially working with the rosary book, and I would take the rosaries out to display the collection at a church or a school or a college, people would come up and tell me all kinds of stories and different connections that, that I was not aware of. And I just started gathering more of them and thought, you know, I really need to put this out there that there are so many, as you said, so many things invented by Catholics or that came as a result of Catholic practices, that the world needs to see those connections. Helen, we can start our day off by enjoying a nice cappuccino and thanking those Capuchin monks for it, but coffee lovers can thank Pope Clement because they almost banned coffee. Tell us about that. And that's one of the most fun ones in the book. In the 16th century, many world leaders thought that coffee was addictive, and maybe people would say that now. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> they were really concerned about the addictive qualities of it. And they went to the Pope and told the Pope that what he needed to do was ban coffee. And just people would listen to the Pope, ban it, and then no one will be addicted to coffee. Well, Pope Clement tried it himself and decided no, tasted good to him, and this was an acceptable drink. He actually issued an edict saying that coffee was an acceptable drink for Christians. Well, Helen, you go through more of those areas, and in fact, in very real and important ways, Catholics have also been a part of discoveries. Of course, a Jesuit priest developed the first hurricane warning system. I've not ever heard of this one. Tell me about that one. And his name was Father Benito Vines. It was way back in 1875. He was in, in the islands around Puerto Rico, and he was really worried about people having their homes destroyed, and you could saw the devastation of what happened. He got very astute at watching the sky. And without the scientific equipment that's available now, he was just following patterns of the cloud, looking at temperature ahead of time, and was able to start warning people when a storm was coming and really saved many, many houses. And he gets credit for being the first one to predict hurricanes. I'm talking this morning with Dr. Helen Hoffner. The name of her new book, available on February 20th, Catholicism Everywhere, From Hail Mary Passes to Cappuccinos, How the Catholic Faith is Infused in Culture. 
we've been talking about the many ways in your book. Now, as you began to research these things, Helen, was there a couple of ways that you found that you were really surprised that, well, you could thank a Catholic for that discovery or for that thing that we do in our culture? Yeah, many things that I was surprised that had Catholic origins. To me, maybe the most wonderful one is the Mayo Clinic. I never realized that that started actually in a convent. Really? And how, how did that come to be? There was a tornado. 1883, a tornado struck Rochester, Minnesota. And the mayor of the town happened to be someone named William Mayo, who was the mayor, but he's also trained as a medical doctor. So when the tornado struck, and Mayo, who was the mayor and also a doctor, he wanted to take care of the injured, he needed a place to take them because there was absolutely no hospital in the area. So the biggest building in town was the convent, and he went to Mother Moe's and asked if he could bring the injured into the convent so they could treat them all in one place. And she agreed, and many of the nuns helped with the nursing. But then after the crisis was over, Mother Moe's was thinking, well, we got through that, but what if another emergency comes along? There's just no hospital here. So she went back to the mayor, Dr. Mayo, and said, if you will help me recruit doctors, and maybe even staff it yourself. Our order, the Sisters of St. Francis, will put up the money for a hospital. So Dr. Mayo, he had two sons who were also doctors. They were the very first doctors. And the Mayo Clinic really came from that time in a convent and the Sisters of St. Francis putting up the money. So I think it's wonderful to think of all the lives the Mayo Clinic has saved in the years since. Oh, no doubt for sure. And we can thank again, just that one uh, one incident that led to so many lives being saved. Of course, Helen, we can also thank Sister Mary Ignatia for the 12-step program in Alcoholics Anonymous. Remind our listeners how she's helped so many thousands of people and families over the years. She was wonderful back in 1939, when a lot of people... Did- didn't understand alcoholism the way that maybe we understand it better today. But Sister Mary Ignatia, she was a registrar of a hospital, and she was seeing people, and she really thought that there was a medical basis to alcoholism. Too many people at the time put it off on habits and just didn't give these people the respect that they deserved. But Sister Mary Ignatia noticed it, and she went to a doctor, Dr. Robert Smith, and talked to him about developing a medical clinic, and they developed the very first medical ward for people dealing with alcoholism. She developed one hospital in Akron, Ohio, and then when she got transferred, she had a second hospital in Ohio, and really, she gets credit with the Starts of Alcoholic Anonymous. She gave them little Sacred Heart badges, just like today, people going through the process get different pins and buttons with Alcoholic Anonymous. Really a woman ahead of her time. Oh, that is incredible. Again, just more of those ways that Catholics have influenced the world. Of course, you can watch the sports coming up and there might be a Hail Mary pass. We can thank Roger Starbuck for that. And maybe if you're heading out fishing this weekend, well, you're going to learn about the origins of the spinning reel. You can thank Father for that one also. It's a great book, Helen. So many great, just little pieces of information. Again, I was going through it going, I had no idea. I think many people are going to be surprised. And again, it's coming out February 20th. Where are people going to be able to get a copy for themselves? The easiest way to go is go to Sophia Institute Press 
just go to their website. If you put in Sophia Institute Press and go to their website, that's really the quickest, easiest way to get a copy. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending the time and doing all of this research. Again, it came together so beautifully, and I think people are really going to love the many ways you can thank a Catholic for that. Dr. Helen Hoffner, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. And again, the name of the book is Catholicism Everywhere. Now, right now, it's available for pre-order. It comes out February 20th. You'll be able to get that from Sophia Institute Press. And I'll be sure to add that link to the podcast of this interview that you'll find at MontereyRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 721 here at Mater Day Radio, and as we think about Catholicism being everywhere and being the source of so many great inventions, you can think about that as you are shopping. There's a lot of really cool things that you can buy in the grocery store that Catholics are the reason for. So when you're shopping at Fred Meyer, use the Fred Meyer Community Rewards to give back to Modern Day Radio, you can shop for the cause. Just set it up so that those community rewards go to us here at Mater Day Radio, and you can support Catholic Radio through your everyday shopping. It's Shop for the Cause here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. During the 40 days that Jesus spent fasting in the desert, the first temptation he experienced from the devil was that of hunger. The devil said, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus responds by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. God let the Israelites be afflicted with hunger in the desert, but then fed them with manna, a food unknown to them that prefigured the Eucharist, so that they might know that it is not by bread alone that people live, but by faith. If we put our faith first, God will provide for our needs. Keep this in mind as we fast and abstain each Friday this Lent. If you already give up meat on Fridays, give up something else to bring you a little hunger. For fasting purifies the soul. It shifts our priorities to God and lets Him provide for us. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
the morning blend brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7:24 here at Mater Day Radio and negotiations in the second largest school district in the state of Oregon have hit a snag. We've got more information on that coming up soon. And with all of the wonderful things we love about living in the Pacific Northwest, one, making Oregon top of the stack, not something we're going to be very proud of at all. I'll tell you what that is coming up in news. Here is Joshua Blakesley with beautiful Lenten music here at the cross. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Come, there is room at the cross here. Come and let joy wipe away your tears. Come. Find no one's ever turned away. Come, though it seems you have wandered far. Come, you're invited just as you are. Come, let the dead. 
Day Radio, bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We're here at the cross with Josh Blakesley. It's 730. And in your news this morning, with the Synod of Bishops on synodality set to wrap up later this year, Pope Francis took several steps this weekend to bolster the process in the lead up to a meeting that will bring four years of global consultation to a close. Over the weekend, Pope Francis announced the dates of this year's October Synod session. He named several new consultors to the Vatican Synod office and ordered that study groups be formed within the Roman Curia to explore key issues that came out of last year's discussion. On Saturday, four years to the day since synodality was unveiled as the synod theme, the Vatican announced that this year's gathering will take place from October Wednesday, October 2nd to Sunday, October 27th. Similar to last year, participants have been asked to arrive by September 29th in order to attend a two-day retreat prior to the Synod itself. Teachers of the Salem-Kaiser School District have moved closer to declaring a strike. The Salem-Kaiser Education Association announced on Thursday night that negotiations with the district have reached an impasse, which moves the union closer to declaring a strike in the second largest school district in the state of Oregon. SKEA leaders say that the association views the district's proposal as simply articulating the status quo and that students and staff cannot persist under this status quo. The key sticking points of... The key sticking points in talks between the union and the school district are teacher workload and class size caps. For several weeks, Portland Police Bureau has targeted the blocks around Southwest Jefferson Street and 10th Avenue. In the last two weeks, they've arrested 10 suspected fentanyl dealers. On Monday, residents of a growing campsite on that corner were told that a Portland camp removal team was coming to clear the site. Drug use in the area are rampant and local businesses have had to hire their own security. Now, according to a new report from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Oregon has the highest percentage of increase of deadly overdoses in the country from 2022 to 2023. Now, statistics show Oregon had 78 opioid overdoses in 2019 in 2023 1268 that is a 1525 percent increase now overall in the united states the increase from 2019 to 2023 124 percent of an increase now as the crisis continues on the streets oregon lawmakers are now working to recriminalize possession of hard drugs really heartbreaking story there brenda the vatican dicastery for evangelization has expressed solidarity with the nigerian people after the continuing rise of the nation's kidnapping crisis Bandits and insurgents have found that targeting Catholics and holding them for ransom is a lucrative but illegal way to earn money, which is a problem that's spiraling out of control. The dicastery has called on the government of Nigeria to swiftly act to put an end to the crisis. Over 4,000 people have been kidnapped in Nigeria since May of 2023, with the most recent being early this February, when two missionaries of the Immaculate Heart of Mary were abducted, but thankfully released a few days later. 
After 29 years, the owners of Beaches Restaurant and Bar in Vancouver, they are retiring. The local restaurant is set to serve its last meal on December 31st. According to the Columbia newspaper, the restaurant, which opened on the Vancouver waterfront in June of 1995, has become a Vancouver icon known for its culture of service and community engagement. After surviving the COVID shutdown, 2023 was a record year for the restaurant. But owner Mark Mathias said his commitment to making this last year at Beaches the best yet. When it opened, Beaches was one of the only open kitchen restaurants in the Portland metro area. The restaurant has raised almost $4 million for local nonprofits. The restaurant hosts a holiday meal program as well as regular fundraisers for nonprofit groups and the annual social summer social and cruising. All are expected to continue as scheduled throughout the rest of this year. And the building's owner, C.E. John, is looking for another food establishment to take over the waterfront space. I must say, Eric, this was really sad news when I read this yesterday in the Colombian. Many a celebration over the years in our house have been at Beaches Restaurant, anniversaries, family gatherings, uh, graduations. In fact, when my uh, daughter left for college, the last meal that she and I had together was out on the patio at Beaches. And uh, it just is really fond memories, I know, for many families. So I'm sad to see that go. And I, I wish well for whatever restaurant that goes in its place. But it's not going to be as good as Beaches, I don't think. Yeah, me too, Brenda. I'll need to go check it out. I don't think I've ever eaten there before. You'll love it. I need to go there before they close. In this summer, on on a warm summer afternoon, sitting out on the patio, ah, there are a few things better, uh, except for maybe their chocolate cake. <laughs> well, it's the best around. Well, in sports, among NBA teams, the Blazers are at the front of a new statistic. Local TV viewership of the Blazers is down 49%, which is the steepest decline across the entire league. Despite TV views of the NBA generally being on the rise, different cable and satellite TV package options might be to blame for the trend, but it also might just be based on what's been a poor season for the Blazers so far. In-game attendance hasn't seen a similar drop, And after the Blazers, the Brooklyn Nets down 37%, Washington Wizards 35%, and the Cleveland Cavaliers down 16%. Blazers take to the court Friday to face the Nuggets at home. All right. Well, let's fill those stands. They're still our team. Win or lose, they are still our team for sure. Well, today we celebrate two of the seers or visionaries from the Fatima Visions. Now, outside the miraculous visions at Fatima, the three separate children did all they could to follow the words of the Blessed Mother and commit themselves to a life of sincere devotion. St. Francesco, in particular, became deeply devoted to the Eucharist, spending hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And in a book, according to Donald Anthony Foley, he said, Lucia tells us that at times on their way to school, as soon as they reached Fatima, Francisco would say to her, listen, you go to school. I'll stay here in the church close to the hidden Jesus. It's not worth my while learning to read as I'll be going to heaven very soon. On your way home, come here and call on me. 
St. Francesco would often spend hours in the church adoring Jesus hidden in the Eucharist. And although he died at the young age of 10 years old, he had a pure faith full of love and knew his heart that Jesus was present in the Eucharist. So St. Francisco and his sister, St. Jacinta, are both celebrated today. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, I hope that your children learn both to love Jesus and to read through our great Catholic schools. And speaking of Catholic schools, Blanchette Catholic High School in Salem is doing a shoe drive at Immaculate Conception Church in Staten. Please bring new or gently used shoes to the box in the vestibule of the church. This is going on all month through March 4th. All shoes will be donated to Catholic Community Services. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go to our website, moderndayradio.com, to find the community calendar and find it on the free Hail Mary media app. But Brenda, speaking of things to do in Portland with our Catholic community, if you are a young Catholic adult and you work in the world, Young Catholic Professionals wants you. And we're talking to the president of the Portland chapter of YCP coming up right after weather. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. 
741 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 58 and low of 45 today with a 30% chance of showers starting after 5. Gusts of up to 14 miles an hour today. Mostly cloudy until then with a chance of some sun peeking out. Tonight, the chance of rain goes up to 80%. Slight chance of thunderstorms. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. John Fisher Catholic Church here in Portland. And 42 degrees down at St. Mary's in Eugene. The Portland Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals, or YCP Portland, is busy gearing up for one of their biggest events of the year, a Lent retreat at Mount Angel Abbey. I'm Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio, and joining me this morning is Chris Stohanek, president of YCP Portland. Chris, I'm so excited for you to join us on the show this morning. Yes, thank you. Me too. Well, for those of our listeners who might not be familiar with Young Catholic Professionals, Chris, can you give us an overview of the organization? Sure, absolutely. So YCP is a national organization that has chapters across the country. So I think there is somewhere between 35 and 40 chapters across the country. And so the motto is is really working in witness to Christ. And so what I like to describe YCP as, is it unifies this age segment of the body of Christ. And that age segment being individuals anywhere from their 20s to 30s. And that word professionals is, I mean, there's people that are in all lines of work, you know, people that have white collar, blue collar, whatever, it it doesn't matter. But the key thing is it's very unifying for that 20s and 30s age range here in Portland. So no matter what parish you go to, or if you are going to a parish or not, we hold these monthly events. And so these monthly events consist of speaker events where there's one executive speaker or there's a panel discussion in which there's three individuals on a panel and the whole topic is around a particular virtue within our faith. And then we have networking happy hours as well. Those are more casual. And then lastly, as you were describing, we have two big retreats, one for Lent and one during Advent. Our Lent one is coming up which we're super excited about. But those are what our events look like. And they they spread throughout Portland. We kind of move from from parish to parish. From my own experience, I can say Young Catholic Professionals has made a huge difference in my life. And I think also in just so many lives of the young adults here in Portland. Chris, now you're about six months into your term serving as president. From your perspective, what have you observed with Young Catholic Professionals and really just the local young adult community in this area? Sure. So... It's, you know, a very fulfilling thing to be a part of because you just, you see the the works of the Holy Spirit working through all of our leadership team and putting on these events and, and just having a really good turnout in numbers. And so the thing that I think we're most proud of and, and very happy about is that at each of our events, we're getting new people showing up that we had never seen before. Right. So, so for example, during our speaker events, those panel discussions, networking happy hours, there's anywhere from six to seven to eight new people that had never been to a YCP event. Maybe they practice the faith, maybe they don't, but that are coming to those events. And Mm -hmm. then even for our Advent retreat last December, there were about 140 uh, attendees at the retreat. And of of those 140, 30 of them were first-time YCP attendees, which is a a big deal. That's (laughs) That's amazing. That's a really big deal. I mean, this... What that speaks to is that the vision of this leadership team that we have is evangelizing just just at the heart of what we do. And a lot of that is just very organic. You know, we really mm-hmm. encourage our attendees when they go to the events, hey, when you come to the next one, invite a coworker or a family friend or a buddy of yours or something and bring them along. Because it's what, what I describe it as is it's a very low barrier to entry into the faith. Right. You know, sometimes if you invite someone to go to mass, they may be a little bit apprehensive to that. They won't mm-hmm. know, you know, when to sit, when to kneel, when to stand. Um, it be intimidating. It, exactly. Yes. Yes. It could be intimidating. A YCP event that's like a networking happy hour at Golden Valley Brewing, for example, is not intimidating. Right. Or seeing like our last event that was just Our Lady of the Lake 
Emily Brand, U.S. Air Force pilot, Alaska Airlines pilot, coming to see her speak and talk about her faith and how she operates and navigates in the workplace is not intimidating, exactly. And so it's, yeah, it, it very much um, speaks to evangelization, I think. I agree. And I think that's been one of the really cool things to see is that people come who aren't even Catholic or they've been away from the faith for a while. And it's just a very accessible way for them to join us. But at the same time, we're still very Catholic. Absolutely. Okay. And a very good example of that is for the Lent retreat coming up, one thing we want to do is really dovetail into that national Eucharistic revival. And so one of the ways when you talk about being authentically Catholic is we're going to be adding in a Eucharistic procession during that retreat. God willing, it doesn't rain um, <laughs> for the first Saturday of, of March, which hopefully I've got prayers that it won't. But um, but yeah, you know, we're going to do a Eucharistic procession. Again, a very unifying kind of symbol yes. um, of being in the body of Christ here in our neck of the woods of, of Portland. And then also for our other events, like the speaker events and networking happy hour, you know, we always finish in prayer and mm-hmm. we have a particular prayer to St. Joseph that we pray for those. The other thing when you talk about being authentically Catholic that we've been able to integrate over the last six, seven months is having some kind of spiritual component before the speaker event. So, right. so for example, at that Our Lady of the Lake event, there was a mass set at six o'clock. We encourage everyone to go to mass and then the event starts at seven. Yeah. Or we, I remember we had an event at Ascension Catholic Church over in Southeast Portland where there was confession, adoration offered. Mm-hmm. You had a, a window of time to do that. And then our event started. It's not just coming to hear a speaker, hang out, chat and leave, but there's absolutely a spiritual component in our faith that's that's offered before him. And what's been cool is to see how many people take advantage of that. The oh, last yeah, event yeah. at Our Lady of the Lake, after mass was over, I coun't believe how many people were coming in that were clearly just coming from mass. So it's right. really great to see that young adult presence and just for people to know that young adults are very active and engaged in their faith. They're going to mass. They want to be part of this community. I am speaking this morning with Chris Dohanick. He is the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals, also known as YCP Portland. Now, Chris, there is a fantastic event. You mentioned it earlier that is coming up very soon for young adults in their 20s and 30s. Why don't you tell us about this upcoming retreat? Sure, absolutely. This is one of our biggest events of the year. Two things that we're really excited. One is Eucharistic Procession, which which I mentioned earlier. The other is our keynote speaker. And so we're thrilled to announce that Archbishop Sample will be our keynote speaker that day. And so he'll give a talk in the morning. He'll celebrate Mass for us. He'll lead that procession. And it's, it's just one of these examples of just being so blessed here in Portland to have an archbishop that is, is just this close to his flock. Absolutely. And, you know, I know he was thrilled when, when we gave him the, the invite. When we met with him, he was thrilled. So he's yeah. got a really great talk prepared. And the theme of that day is, will you let Jesus change you? And so one of the things I, well, I'll speak for myself here. Sometimes in the faith is that you go through the motions, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to mass, you go to adoration, you say your prayers, but sometimes you just can't forget that reality of that transformational encounter with Christ, that relationship, mm-hmm. personal, deep relationship with Jesus. And so this is the opportunity to kind of foster that. And he's going to speak just from his own heart, um, the Archbishop will, on, on what his relationship with Jesus looks like. And so that'll be special for us all to hear that. And Get inspired by that and we typically get 140 150 young adults at these at these retreats this one we expect much more we expect somewhere near 200 mm-hmm. because of him being there so the reason i say that <laughs> is because our our deadline to sign up is february 25th 
So it's very, very important that anyone interested goes and signs up. And it's very easy to find us. You know, you Google YCP Portland, you look us up anywhere on social media like Facebook mm -hmm. or Instagram, you'll see the links everywhere there. But it's, it's just going to be a wonderful opportunity, not only to just increase your own interior relationship with Jesus, but also to meet all these other young adults across Portland that you never would have had maybe any exposure to mm -hmm. previously. What I love about the retreats, um, especially because they are at Mount Angel Abbey, is every time we have this retreat, we get young adults from all across the archdiocese and then we get some from vancouver as well but i mean we've got people right. from vancouver down to springfield and eugene it's a great middle point so it's really become the largest gathering of catholic young adults in this area which i think is just incredible you're absolutely right it totally is and, and you even look at this like on a national level we, we talk about this a lot we kind of brag about ourselves in this <laughs> in this in this way which is our numbers the people that show out mm -hmm. to to our lent and our advent retreats are much, much larger than the other chapters typically get. We're talking right. YCP chapters out of Chicago, Boston, Miami, LA, wherever. And so and people are always surprised to hear that, that in on the West Coast, mm -hmm. in Portland, in Oregon, you get that many numbers of young adults. It just shows, gives hope, and it shows that the, the church is alive and young people. And so we're, we're really happy to, to facilitate that. I agree. And I think also the fact that we have this amazing relationship with the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel mm -hmm. Abbey, that's something that's really special, I think, to our local chapter. And we're just really blessed to have that relationship with them. Absolutely. We, we could not be more thankful for that. And they're, they're very hospitable. And it's just, you know, such a blessing that we have that relationship and that place to grow in our spiritual life. You know, we all work typically in like urban settings here in Portland. Mm -hmm. We're all cooked up in our apartments or whatever. <laughs> and so we get down there and have a little bit of monastic experience, even yes. if it is for, you know, six, seven hours on a Saturday. It's, uh, it's beautiful. So. Well, just before we close, could you just give us the overall details of the retreat again? So yeah, our, the format of the retreat, it's a one-day retreat. It's Saturday, March 2nd, and check-in begins at 8.30 a.m. that morning. And so you show up, there's check-in, there's breakfast, there's food, plenty of coffee. <laughs> Especially Need for you, that. Sarah. Yes. yes. Especially for me. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, then we hop into just an intro group discussion. Um, we'll all have small groups. We'll give an introduction to the Archbishop. He'll give his talk in the morning. That'll be followed up by a small group discussion. After that, there will be adoration and confession offered in the church. Then there'll be the Eucharistic procession. Then we'll have noon prayer with the monks. And then we'll have mass. Following mass, we'll have lunch back at the Damien Center. And then we get back into our small groups. There's a little bit of more small group discussion. And then there'll also be a brief talk on Lent and Holy Week, as well as um, a final group prayer that we'll do. We incorporated that a little bit as an audible in the, the Advent retreat. And so we're going to do that again this time, which I think we're all looking forward to. And then, of course, one of the highlights at the end is you get your choice of hanging out and playing volleyball or, yes. of course, going down to, to the brewery afterwards. And so um, some people do both. Some people do both, <laughs> and you're more than welcome to do that. And that just speaks to the fellowship and the camaraderie and the friendships. That that matters. Well, we definitely encourage any young adults who are interested to just look up YCP Portland and get registered for that retreat. Chris, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. We'll see you Saturday, March 2nd. It is 7.53 here at Mater Day Radio. What an active and great group of young people, young Catholic professionals. They will be joined by Archbishop Sample in their Lenten retreat. You can find information about YCP's event 
one place. That's a community calendar. It will lead you right to their webpage where you can get all of the details. And there's so many more wonderful things. If maybe you don't put yourself in the young old professional group, but you still have a desire to have a wonderful Lenten experience, go to our community calendar. It is full of wonderful events during this season that parishes and missions are happening throughout these next few weeks. And you can find it at Radio. Dot com under the Get Involved menu. Now, if your ministry is having an event and you want to have it uh, promoted on our community calendar, please let us know by sending us an email with all of the details. And you'll also access that community calendar by thousands of people who are using the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 here at Mater Day Radio and Forest Park in North Portland might be getting a facelift. PGE's oh. got some designs on it and we'll see what that looks like coming up soon. Always takes a little time for those things to look better right after the initial phase. A little of off things. the top. <laughs> 
Oh, and many students right now with their eyes set to college, having to scramble and wait a little bit as FAFSA, those are their financial aid forms, still not being fulfilled. And some colleges are having to make adjustments because students, well, they just don't know if they can attend. Oh, you I'll don't have... need to tell me that twice, Brenda. Yeah, no doubt. I'll have that update for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. The story of Job is all that comes to mind when I looked at the life of Blessed Julia. When the world seemed to be so against her, taking everything away, she still held fast to our Lord and leaned into his loving arms. Since Laura Rodzenska was born in 1899 to a poor, pious Polish family, her mother came from a wealthy family, and despite the Rodzinska's family struggles, they never received any help, but they didn't need it they were happy together. Sanzlawa's mother suddenly passed when she was only eight years old and what little money they had went to caring for their father who was dying of a broken heart. He eventually passed two years later and the children found themselves growing up in a local Dominican orphanage. This didn't break the young Sanzlawa's heart. Quite the opposite, actually. She came to love the sisters and joined the order in 1916 and made her professions in 1924, taking on the name Sister Maria Julia. She went on to joyfully serve as a Dominican teacher at various orphanages and was loved by all who encountered her. Unfortunately, it wasn't long until the Second World War broke out and the orphanages in Poland were swallowed up by the government. Sister Julia and countless other religious sisters found themselves homeless and unemployed. The temporary aid provided by the Vincentian sisters was cut short when the Nazis invaded and forced the church into hiding. Many consecrated brothers and sisters quickly found themselves being run out of their homes, imprisoned, or even killed. It became Sister Julia's mission to aid homeless elderly priests and continue the children's catechesis and other subjects until she was arrested in 1943. For the next year, the sister was placed in a small, cold and damp cement cell where she couldn't even lay down. Just as her parents' death didn't break her, neither did her time in confinement. She continued to recite her daily prayers and practice spiritual exercises. In 1944, she and countless other prisoners were transferred to Stutthof concentration camp, where she was tortured, abused, and starved over the next year. Her response? She formed a prayer group to strengthen the spirits of those imprisoned with her. She constantly recited the Psalms and encouraged fellow prisoners to hold fast that no matter what was done to their bodies, their souls could not be conquered. Eventually, Sister Julia died in 1945 from a fatal illness she contracted while caring for the sick women in the camp. She was counted among the 108 known martyrs of World War II and the only one who was a Dominican sister. The mother of orphans, the apostle of the rosary, gave life and hope to so many during such a dark time in human history, even with so much darkness in our own life. How do we approach our own darkness? Do we allow ourselves to be consumed by it? Or do we seek to offer it up to God, who is fully capable of turning the tides for our souls? There's truly evil in this world, but there's also a truly good God who invites us to surrender everything to his care and can work in those moments of despair. He who conquers sin and death will also conquer our darkest of nights. Blessed Julia Rodzinska, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Modern Day Radio through Lent with our great Lenten resources, download our free Hail Mary Media app from ModernDayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
Rome's catacombs will be open to the public for free guided tours and moments of prayer and reflection on Saturday, March 2nd, as part of the seventh edition of Day of the Catacombs, a press release circulated by the Pontifical Commission for Sacred Archaeology emphasized that visiting the catacombs is an opportunity to experience an encounter with the memories and testimonies of the first Christian community of Rome and that they remind us of the people, events, stories that are extremely significant and important even for the present. Visitors will have the opportunity to see many ancient symbols that speak of prayer, such as a third century cubicle of the Velada and the catacombs of Priscilla, uh, as well as early art depicting scenes from the Old and New Testaments. The catacombs of Rome are paleo-Christian burial sites scattered around the city that were dug underground during the height of Christian persecution. There are many of Rome's early popes, martyrs, and Christian families entombed there. Houthi militants from Yemen attacked a cargo vessel Sunday, which is now at risk of sinking. The Rubimar, a Belize-flagged ship, was abandoned by its crew after being repeatedly hit by missiles launched by the militia group. All of the ship's crew were safely rescued after abandoning ship. So far, no crew members have been killed or ships have been sunk by the Houthis. However, this effort on international shipping has been noticeable, with some companies still deciding to avoid passage through the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden as a result of the ongoing attacks. For many students, the excitement of being accepted into their first choice college is being tempered this year by continuing troublesome and uncertainty over whether they'll get the financial aid they need to attend. The financial aid decisions that usually go out with acceptance letters are being delayed because of a later than expected rollout of a revised free application for federal student aid, the form commonly known as FAFSA. I have filled out one or two over the years in my household. Now the result? Students and their parents are putting off their college decisions. Now schools won't get the information they need to award financial aid until next month, forcing them to change their process. Now some have moved away from the popular May 1st deadline for students to accept their offers for admission. The Education Department said it is working to alleviate the consequences of the delays. Some of these steps taken are reducing verification requirements, sending federal experts to undersourced schools, and allocating money for technical assistance to nonprofit groups. Portland General Electric is considering cutting down trees along Forest Park in North Portland in order to make room for more power lines. Spokeswoman Andrea Platt said that PGE is in, due, in a due diligence phase, exploring upgrading and enhancing existing equipment to meet growing electricity usage needs and to enhance reliability and resilience of our power grid. PGE already operates in this area of the city with three out of the five thousand acre park being affected by these proposed plans some member of the community however are not enthusiastic about these plans for reasons varying from the aesthetic qualities of the park to concerns about deforestation there's a lot of trees in forest park and uh yeah that's going to be a tough one because people don't like to have trees cut down in what's known as forest park yeah they might want to call it deforestation park yeah i don't like trees getting (laughs) cut down either 
Well, the Tualatin High School varsity co-ed cheer team won their second consecutive national championship over the weekend in Anaheim, California. The squad took home first place in the traditional co-ed cheer category at the 2024 USA Spirit National Championship. They also placed fifth in game day cheer. Now, this team advanced to the championship after winning a regional title back in January as a celebration. Well, they all went to the happiest place on earth, celebrated at Disneyland before they returned home yesterday. Eric, back in the day, I was on the varsity cheerleading squad at my high school. Nowhere near the ability that these teams are doing right now. They are uh, really something to see. So congratulations to Tualatin High School. Absolutely. Congratulations to them. And in more sports news, good news for fellow race fans. After rain delays, the Daytona 500 ran yesterday afternoon. Joey Logarno sat on pole, but with eight laps to go, a massive crash red flagged the race and knocked him out. William Byron went on to win his first ever Daytona 500 mere seconds before a yellow flag came out for a crash on that final lap. Thankfully, so far, everybody has been okay. No injuries reported. Byron, who races for the Hendrick Motorsports team, gave the team a win on the 40th anniversary of their very first team win. So congratulations to William Byron for winning the great American race. NASCAR goes to Atlanta Motor Speedway next Sunday. Wow. You watch the the race. Or yeah, you're a big race fan. I am for a big sure. race fan. And Daytona is always a, a really great thing. So I was sad to miss it on Sunday. But thankfully, I was able to get home in time to see the second half of the race after I got done uh, prepping for today's show uh, yesterday. And nice. Wow. That was... Watched all those crashes. Oh, yeah. It was, it was wild. Thankfully, everybody's okay. And that's what matters. Thankfully. In 1950, world-famous educator Dr. Maria Montessori wrote of her dream that someday a religious community would be established to carry out her work. It only took 74 years, but her last dream is finally realized. The world's first ever religious community whose primary charism is Catholic Montessori education is established in Bismarck, North Dakota. The Servants of the Children of Light community is brand new, established a little more than three years ago. At present, the community is a public association of the Christian faithful looking towards becoming a religious order. Now, there are two members, Mother Chiara Therese and novice Sister Lucia Rose. And on the Feast of the Epiphany back in January during a special Mass, Mother Chiara Therese professed her final vows and Sister Lucia Rose received the holy habit of religion. The Mass was an historic occasion for Catholic education, Catholic religious life, and Montessori education. When asked by Alatea, what their daily work looks like, Mother Chiara Therese said, As a bride of Christ, the primary work and concern of a religious sister is her relationship with her divine bridegroom. Therefore, prayer is given a place of primacy in our community with the divine office, rosary, adoration, and Lexio Divina. Our daily apostolate consists of work with the children at Christ the King Catholic Montessori School in Mandan, North Dakota. And we end our day with time of fraternity before Compline and Grand Silence. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, every Lent, 40 days for life is a major part of some people's Lenten observance. 40 days for life is a time of prayer and fasting for an end to abortion. The spring campaign dates are all through Lent. If you want to get involved and pray peacefully, stand vigil, go to 40 four zero days for life.com slash Portland to sign up and for more information on how to get involved in that ministry for these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to our website, matradayradio.com. And there you'll find the entire community calendar. You can also find it on the free hail Mary media app. That's our app as well. And speaking of things going on in our community down in our translator in cottage grove, We've got a homily highlight right after weather here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. At Mater Dei Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. Join Mater Dei Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Mater Dei Radio's 2024 Spring share It's going to be a week of transformation, and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your prayerful generation. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring share at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
It is 8.13 here at Monster Day Radio. Overnight rain, lightening up, and we are waking to cloudy skies. By lunchtime, we're going to hit 52 degrees and top out at 58 degrees by this afternoon. In between those clouds, we can see a few sun breaks. I can see a little blue sky from Sylvan Hill right now this morning. Now, overnight, we're backing off to 46 degrees and more clouds on Wednesday. Highs near 53 degrees. And Eric, as you said yesterday, as we move through the rest of the week, we get more spring light conditions highs pushing near 60 degrees Ooh, perfect weather for running and racing right now it's 44 degrees down in cottage grove at our lady of perpetual help and it is 41 degrees at saint mary's catholic church in ridgefield need a recap of sunday's readings it's time for homily highlights on mater day radio Well, speaking of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, we have some pithy words of wisdom from Father John Boyle, who we have on for this week's homily highlight. We read about the rainbow this morning. The rainbow is a sign of God's covenant with Noah never to destroy his creation. It is a reminder of God's fidelity to us. Every time we see the rainbow, we should thank God for his faithfulness to us. As God providentially secured the lives of Noah and his family and the animals who were in the ark, so he remains with and faithfully provides for all his sons and daughters gathered in the ark of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. St. Peter in the second reading today speaks about those who do not believe and did not get into the ark and those who did believe and were in the ark. It is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church that that ark represents. St. Peter tells us today that the event of Noah's ark and the flood prefigured baptism. The sacrament the catechumens, one of whom we have here, Rene, will receive at Easter. The sacrament by which consciences are washed clean and which, by which entry into heaven, through entry into the church, is made possible. It was after his baptism in the Jordan that the same Holy Spirit that descended upon Jesus at that baptism drove him out into the desert, where he remained for 40 days, just as the ark floated upon the floodwaters for 40 days. And he was tempted by the devil. For all of us, this Lent should be a time of entering into a desert, a time of increased prayer, a time of greater reliance upon God. You know, if you go into the desert, you'll probably very soon lose your soul service, right? We've got to do that ourselves, somehow disconnect ourselves from all those things that actually disconnect ourselves, disconnect us from God and one another. Get untangled from that web. Maybe reduce the amount of entertainment we rely on through electronic media. Find times of silence, get used to stillness. In our church, we have no flowers. The altar is bare. It represents a bit of a desert time. There's reduced instrumental music. The instrumental music is only there as is necessary to sustain the singing. When the singing stops, the instruments stop. And we endure 
and are grateful for silence and stillness. In your homes, in our homes perhaps, that sense of desert might be reflected. So about you, I mean, I do have alcohol in my house. I put it out of sight, okay, desert, all right, not for Lent. Or you might put the candy out of sight, you know, you create something in your home which creates a sense of this is a Lenten season, a desert, all right? There's something that you normally enjoy that you're not enjoying, all right, that you're going to go without. And thus we come face to face with our weaknesses because, you know, when we realize what we've given up, maybe you're not, you've decided, I'm not going to snack between meals. Oh, well, you know, halfway between that time, your tummy reminds you, oh, you normally have a snack now. And you've got to say, no, I'm not going to have that snack, okay? But you realize you're weak there. You become dependent on something that you shouldn't be dependent on. Or in the evening, maybe you decide, you know, I want to read a, a chapter of the Bible, the Gospel, instead of watching some movie or checking YouTube or whatever it is, you know? Um, and going to bed on time. Whatever it is you've decided to do, but you'll come up against your weaknesses because you'll be challenged. You'll be tempted not to go, not to fulfill those resolutions. And it's those who go into the desert of striving to progress in their life of prayer and virtue, they are the ones who, like our Lord, will be tempted. If you're going to go into the desert this Lent, you will be tempted. If you are taking your spiritual life seriously, you are a quote-unquote person of interest to the devil. Those who don't go into the desert will likely not experience this temptation. Those who don't decide to move forward in their spiritual lives this Lent will not experience temptation. Because the devil doesn't care, he's, doesn't, he's not worried about them, he's, they're no threat to his kingdom. You and I, who take our spiritual life seriously, are a threat to his kingdom. And so he's going to be interested in us. He'll tell you not to be so strict, don't be so hard on yourself. When you fail, he'll tell you, you see, you're no good. You should give it up. That resolution you made was, 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 was unrealistic. He'll tell you all sorts of lies about yourself, that you're not worthy. Who are you to think that you could be a saint? He'll attack you in new ways that you've not experienced. He'll put vile thoughts into your head of all, of all kinds. And you shouldn't be surprised. Don't go thinking that you have sinned because these things happen to you. It's because he's interested in you. And he wants, you to, he wants to divert you from this path of holiness that you have decided to undertake in a new way in this time of Lent. You just need to recognize those things as coming from the deceiver and allow the angels to minister to you, to you as they ministered to Jesus. And maybe to remind yourself of the word of God in other accounts of the temptations of the desert, we hear our Lord telling the evil one in very short terms, um, man does not live on bread alone. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. You shall not put the Lord to the test. No dialogue. Don't dialogue. Just call to mind a word of God, a prayer, a word of the Psalms. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. You know, whatever it is that comes to mind. And continue on your way. And count on the truth that was announced when you were baptized, 
which will be announced when Rene is baptized at the Easter Vigil, God willing. When you are baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon you as he descended upon Jesus. And the heavens opened and the, 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 the voice of the Father was heard announcing, You are my beloved son or daughter in whom I am well pleased. Don't believe what the devil, devil is trying to tell you. Believe what was announced when you were baptized and announce it again. I want to invite you particularly during this Lenten season to consider the Stations of the Cross on Friday evenings. Do you think we could have a packed church on Friday evenings? It'd be marvelous. If all of you here, if this church was full now, like it was on Ash Wednesday evening, if it could be like this on Friday evening when we gather to celebrate the Stations of the Cross. Now, everyone will have a reason why they can't make it. I could ask every one of you, and you could probably all come up with a reason. There's something wrong if that's the case, if everybody here will have a reason why they can't come. The elderly will have a reason because it's dark and maybe they can't drive at night. Okay, I get it. The sick will have a reason and yeah, of course, they can't come. But what else is there? You know, everybody seems to have a reason. And I, th I, want, I invite every single one of you to examine yourselves. Do I have a reason why I can't come? Maybe there's something on Friday evening I need to cancel. I'm not going to entertain on Friday evenings. For goodness sake, it's a day of penance. All right? We're going to come to Stations of the Cross. As a family, it'd be great to have families here at Stations of the Cross. I dare to stand on my position as pastor and call you my, my flock. I call you to Stations of the Cross on Friday evening. If today you hear the voice of God, listen to him, Psalm 95. I don't claim to be God, but I dare to stand and call you in the name of Christ. Come and join us for the Stations of the Cross on Friday evening. Let's make this the best Lent as a parish, you know. Embrace the inconvenience. You're going to be tired the next day. Embrace it. Practice being patient the next day in spite of the fact that you're, you're, you're a bit tired, okay? These are the things uh, to, that we, we accept in, in response to the proclamation of the gospel of God by our Lord Jesus as we heard him today at the end of the gospel that we just read. This is the time of fulfillment, which we could interpret. This is going to be the, a great length for you, for me, for this parish. If you and I heed those last words of the gospel today from our Lord himself, the lips of our Lord himself, repent and believe in the gospel. And that is today's homily highlight from Father John Boyle. He is the pastor at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722.
That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 here at Mater Day Radio, and the Blazers are finally, finally leading the league in a statistic, but it might not be one that they want to be at the front of. I've got that in sports coming up. And Pope Francis is narrowing down the process for the upcoming synod. He announces the dates and new members to the different councils. I'll have that update for you as well in three minutes. This is Sanctus Real. Jesus loves you. And we are Brenda and Eric on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Walking in the church on Sunday Just a kid never knowing that someday Every worry I'd find Would follow me all of my life Nervous sitting there in the classroom The teacher saw that I was brand new I will never forget Every word that she said She said
on Sunday My daughter's standing close beside me All the things that I felt She feels them as well She's holding my hand so tightly At the classroom door before I leave I knelt down next to her Whispered the very same words I said The bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Sanctus Real. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. It's 8.30. In your news this morning, with the Synod of Bishops on synodality set to wrap later this year, Pope Francis took several steps this weekend to bolster the process in the lead-up to a meeting that will bring four years of global consultation to a close. Over the weekend, Pope Francis announced the dates of this year's October Synod session. He named several new consultors to the Vatican Synod office and ordered that study groups be formed within the Roman Curia to explore key issues that came out of last year's discussion. On Saturday, four years to the day since synodality was unveiled as the synod's theme, the Vatican announced that this year's gathering will take place from Wednesday, October 2nd to Sunday, October 27th. Similar to last year, participants have been asked to arrive by September 29th in order to attend a two-day retreat prior to the synod itself. Teachers at the Salem-Kaiser School District have moved closer to declaring a strike. The Salem-Kaiser Education Association announced on Thursday night that negotiations with the district have reached an impasse, which moves the union closer to declaring a strike in the second largest school district in the state of Oregon. SKEA leaders say that, quote, the association views the district's proposal as simply articulating the status quo and that students and staff cannot persist under this status quo. The key sticking points of their talks are teacher workload and class size caps. For several weeks, Portland Police Bureau has targeted the blocks around Southwest Jefferson Street and 10th Avenue. In the last two weeks, they've arrested 10 suspected fentanyl dealers. On Monday, residents of a growing campsite on that corner were told that a Portland camp removal team was coming to clear the site. Now, drug use in the area is rampant and local businesses have had to hire their own security. Now, according to a new report from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Oregon has the highest percentage of increase of deadly overdoses in the country from 2022 to 2023. Now, Oregon synthetic ov- opioid overdose deaths back in 2019 was 78 
Now in 2023, 1,268. That is a 1,525% increase. And compared with the entire United States over that same period of time, it was seen just a 124% increase. Now, as the crisis continues on the streets, Oregon lawmakers are working to recriminalize possession of hard drugs. An Italian cardinal and close advisor to Pope Francis has spoken in favor of seeking a ceasefire for the current conflict in Gaza. Cardinal Matteo Zuppi has condemned the rise in anti-Semitism since the beginning of the conflict, but have also said that he sees the Israeli response to the Hamas attacks as disproportionate. We must always try to see peace. War is always a terrible defeat, said Cardinal Zuppi. Zuppi is Pope Francis's personal peace envoy for the war in Ukraine and has been focused on humanitarian efforts, especially the return of children to their parents and homes who have been displaced or forcibly deported due to the conflict. After 29 years, the owners of Beach's Restaurant and Bar in Vancouver are retiring. The local restaurant is set to serve its last meal on December 31st of this year. According to the Colombian newspaper, the restaurant, which opened on the Vancouver waterfront in June of 1995, has become a Vancouver icon known for its culture and service and commitment to community engagement. After surviving the COVID-19 shutdown, 2023, they say, was a record year. But owner Mark Mathias said his commitment to making the last year at Beaches the best one yet. When it opened, Beaches was one of only a few open kitchen restaurants in the Portland and Vancouver metro area. The restaurant has raised almost $4 million for local nonprofits. The restaurant hosts a holiday meal program, as well as regular fundraisers for nonprofit groups and the annual summer social and cruising. All are expected to continue a schedule through the rest of this year. The building's owner, C.E. John, is looking for another food establishment to take over the riverfront space. I will say for sure I will have a, uh, a reservation at Beach's Restaurant quite a few times for the rest of this year. I'll be really sad to go. There are a few very, very favorite dishes of mine and their desserts. Oh, they are fantastic. I'll have to try it out before they close down shop. Well, you're not dreaming. The Blazers are leading the league, except in a bad way. They mm-hmm. have the fastest declining TV viewership in the entire league. It's down 49%. Despite the TV views of the entire NBA generally being higher The Blazers are bucking the trend. There's a few things that might be the cause of this, one of them being the way in which cable and satellite TV bundles work. But it also might just be because the Blazers are having kind of a lackluster season. In-game attendance hasn't seen the same drop, though, so it's still up for debate as to why it's the case. But after the Blazers, the Brooklyn Nets have fallen 37%, the Washington Wizards 35%, and the Cleveland Cavaliers 16%. Nevertheless, the Blazers are going to take the court Friday. They're going to face the Denver Nuggets here in the Rip City. Well, win or lose, the Blazers are still our team here in Portland. That's right. 
Outside of the miraculous visions at Fatima, the three shepherd children did all they could to follow the words of the Blessed Mother and commit themselves to a life of sincere devotion. Today, we honor and celebrate the feast days of Saints Francisco and Jacinta Marto. Now, St. Francisco in particular became deeply devoted to the Eucharist, spending hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament. According to Donald Anthony Foley, he said, Lucia tells us that at times on their way to school, as soon as they reached Fatima, Francisco would say to her, listen, you go to school and I'll stay here in the church close to the hidden Jesus. It's not worth my while learning to read as I'll be going to heaven very soon. On your way home, come here and call on me. Well, St. Francesco would often spend hours in the church adoring Jesus hidden in the Eucharist. Although he died at the young age of 10 years old, he had a pure faith, full of love, and knew in his heart that Jesus was present in the Eucharist. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Thursday and every upcoming Thursday in Lent, Eucharistic Adoration at St. Mary's in Mount Angel. All are welcome at the parish every Thursday from 7.30 in the morning to 9 at night. Pop in at any time you want to. Feel free to join for as long as you want. From the 3 to 4 o'clock hour, they'll play contemplative music to help you worship our Lord. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com. There you can find the entire community calendar. You can also find it on the free Hail Mary media app. And speaking of all things digital, apps, websites, we've got Sarah Kenzie, our social media manager, coming into the studio. And Brenda, I'm so excited. We've got another Parish of the Week. This Who's is, it going to be? I don't know. <laughs> so you're going to have to stay in suspense with us as we check weather. And then we've got a new Parish of the Week right here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Portland Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals invites all young adults in their 20s and 30s to a Lenten retreat on Saturday, March 2nd at Mount Angel Abbey. With the theme of, Will You Let Jesus Change You? Keynote speaker, Archbishop Alexander Sample will share how a personal relationship with Jesus radically transforms our lives. The retreat runs from 8.30 a.m. until 3.30 p.m and includes Mass, Adoration, a Eucharistic procession, confession, small group discussion, lunch, and noon prayer. The retreat will be followed by an optional volleyball game and a gathering at Benedictine Brewery. All young adults in their 20s and 30s are invited, regardless of their profession. Please sign up no later than Sunday, February 25th at ycpportland.org. That's ycpportland.org. 
Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. One of the many ways you can help Mater Day Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. 841 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 58 and low of 45 today with a 30% chance of showers. Mostly cloudy with some sun peeking out. Gusts of up to 14 miles an hour. Tonight, the chance of rain goes up to 80%. Possible thunderstorms. But sunny skies Wednesday through Thursday. Currently, it is 44 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in North Vancouver. And it's rainy and 42 degrees at Sacred, Sacred Heart St. Louis in Jervis. You said that well. You had a warning to make sure you did not mispronounce that I, I did. There's There's been quite a few times already in my short time on the air that I've been given warnings about how to pronounce things correctly, and I just <laughs> haven't done it. We get into the break, and I've been told, look, you didn't do it. <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you, after six years of being on the morning show, it is my goal to pronounce something at least once a day on the morning blend. So um, I'll let you have that uh, baton now, Eric, and uh, you just enjoy that very much. Well, something else that we enjoy very much here on Tuesdays on the morning blend, it is Tech Tuesday with Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, also known as the Digital Disciple. She is joining us this morning with another big announcement. Good morning, Sarah. It is always such a wonderful Tuesday to have you in. And especially now that we have the Parish of the Week, we've got another announcement to make. Good morning. Yes, I'm excited to be here and share who our next Parish of the Week is. Well, first, I would say how much enjoyment I had uh, talking about our mother church, our cathedral, St. Mary's uh, uh, Catholic Church of the Immaculate Conception, our cathedral here in Portland. And it's just always such a good reminder as we're in these Lenten weeks, make a pilgrim, a mini pilgrimage to to our cathedral here in Portland. It's absolutely beautiful time spent. And thank you to all of the staff there. They gave us such wonderful information. Their rector, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, always wonderful to talk with him. And he's just got such a great staff, wonderful school there. So it was great to highlight them all of last week. Well, this week, We're going to go south a little bit, and we've got another wonderful parish. Sarah, this week, who is the Parish of the Week? This week, it is Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. 
So we're very excited to highlight um, this parish, and um, we we know uh, Father John Boyle down there, and we're just we're just so excited for that. Yeah, we just happened to hear from him in our homily. Did. Highlight. Oh, what a coincidence <laughs> what a that coincidence. was! It's like we knew or something. <laughs> just, <laughs> um, no, but the, you know that that parish just has so much going on. Um, just on a devotional level, I just I just am stunned by how much they offer. They have mass every single day of the week. Um, some of those are in Latin. Uh, Sundays, they have a bilingual mass at um, their mission church, St. Philip Benizi. Um, and then there is confession before all the weekday mornings. And then on weekends, they're offering extra, actually, though, for uh, Lent. Uh, extra confession times. They're even doing it before Stations of the Cross, I think before and after Stations of the Cross. Um, so there's just this great commitment to the sacraments and devotions. They have adoration on Friday and Saturday mornings. Once a month, they do this really amazing all-night adoration. So they start with the votive mass on Friday evening, and they do an all-night adoration. It goes into Saturday morning. So that's uh, on the first Saturday. So, and then they end out with benediction. Um, wow. Their church is open daily for prayer. You can just spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, they have this beautiful icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, which I think many people, if you know, if you just do a quick Google search, you'll probably recognize um, this image of Mary. It's uh, probably one of the more common images of her in kind of an icon form. And they uh, have a prayer intention box, though, right in front of the that icon in their church. And so you can leave an intention there. Uh, you could also email it in um, and they'll put it in there for you. And they'll remember those intentions uh, each Saturday. They, they especially remember all those intentions. So um, a lot going on, a lot just on a parish level, lots of activities, faith formation for all ages. They have a lot going on from, you know, young kids, sacramental prep through adult RCIA and just continuing formation. Uh, so many great uh, smaller groups. They have uh, men's and women's Bible study. They have a Lexio uh, that I saw that was happening uh, last year, Knights of Columbus. They do classes on the saints and apologetics and lots of seasonal, um, really cool uh, like events that happen. I just was looking through some photos and just thinking that the Epiphany skit looked fun. St. Nicholas visit looked fun. All Saints Day gathering, all these different things. So um, just seems like a very vibrant parish. And um, we know we have a lot of listeners down from that parish. So we're excited to highlight Our Lady Perpetual Help this week. Well, congratulations to Father John Boyle. What a wonderful pastor. Again, we just heard his homily highlight here on the Morning Blue. Lynn. And it's real obvious that appears that devoted to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, obviously the fruits of that are all these wonderful programs that just enrich the faith of so many people. So throughout the rest of this week, we'll be talking about our Parish of the Week and hopefully get some time to talk with their staff members or Father John Boyle. The first question I'm going to ask is in the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, why is the baby Jesus losing his little shoe? It's falling off of his that's right. That'll be a good one to listen to. I know there is a story behind that. So tune into the morning blend. We'll be talking more 
about Our Lady of Perpetual Help and the wonderful parish named after her down in Cottage Grove. Sarah Kenzie is our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, joining us on another wonderful and not too rainy of a Tech Tuesday morning. All right, Sarah, our email too is going out this week to all of our wonderful listeners and supporters. Kind of a highlight reel of what's been going on here at Mater Day Radio. What are they going to find in today's email? Well, you know, I had a hard time choosing uh, a morning blend interview to highlight. Um, I ended up picking two. Even then, it was difficult. So <laughs> if, you know, if you want some something good to listen to, go back and uh, listen to some of those interviews from the past week, because there were so many fantastic conversations, and I just couldn't pick them all. So uh, first of all, um, I included one in this email from our friend Patricia Mackey, who is a marriage and family counselor, and she talked talked, Brenda, with you about um, how to approach Lent with your spouse. And I just, I thought it was great uh, timing with, you know, Valentine's Day being on Ash Wednesday. But even though we've passed that point, still really great uh, practical suggestions for growing um, together as a married couple during Lent. And Patricia just has a way of making these things just very tangible and practical and also um, attainable. So um, I just love that conversation. And uh, secondly, another interview from the morning blend was uh, your conversation with Father Niall or O'Rourden, which I'm not saying correctly, but O'Rourden, O'Rourden. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, uh, But Father uh, Niall is at uh, St. Joseph the Worker Parish, um, but his order actually staffs a couple of parishes here in the Archdiocese. And it it was just such a blessing to get to meet him when he was here a couple of weeks ago. And he has an incredible vocation story. He was a veterinarian before becoming a priest. Um, and it's just so, it was so beautiful to hear his story. He was very touching um, and very just, just moving to hear some of um, some of his stories and um, also fun to hear how he still employs some of that knowledge now. So I uh, really encourage our listeners to go listen to both of those interviews. With that beautiful Irish brogue yes. that he has <laughs> in that accent, it just makes you want to continue to listen. Uh, you know, when we were talking with Father Niall before we were getting ready to record, he was a bit nervous beforehand. But boy, when I started recording, you could hear none of that. Unfortunately, he did say, oh, I am not going to listen back to that interview. <laughs> I would encourage him to listen back to it, but especially all of us, because you're right, such an incredible story. And we've said this many times and we talk about it, how we think we're journeying down a certain path and it's all laid out before us. And then, boy, God throws you a curveball, Eric. You kind of know something a little bit about how life is a journey. And, and Father definitely was uh, one of those people who just, followed what the Lord presented before him, and well, it brought him here to Portland, Oregon. Sarah, all right. And then, of course, our community calendar. We are noticing that it is full yes. of so many events. Deborah collects all of these things. I think every day I'm noticing more and more things are happening. And so she has a pick for this week for our events. What is Deborah's pick for the community calendar this week? So Deborah's pick is actually an ongoing uh, event throughout Lent, and that is Fridays at the Grotto. And we wanted to highlight that now um, so that you know, if, even if you can't go this week, you've got the rest of Lent to do all of this. Um, so they have so many activities on Fridays 
every week during Lent. So every Friday they have confession available, um, which I remember last year, I I wanted to go to confession before Lent was over and I hadn't got a chance yet. I went over on one of those days. Um, so starting at 10 a.m. in the uh, visitor center, then there's also a holy hour of mercy in the Chapel of Mary, that beautiful chapel. Uh, then they do the Via Matris or the Way of Our Sorrowful Mother also in the chapel. Um, so you're reflecting on each stop, um, or or I guess not each stop, but each um, uh, sorrow in Mary's life. And then there's Mass in the chapel, uh, which happens on a regular basis at noon. And then at 3 o'clock is the Stations of the Cross. And if uh, the weather is nice, they'll they'll do it outside. There's a beautiful walking path. Um, and then if it if it's not so nice outside, they'll go in the chapel. So it's just a wonderful opportunity. It's almost like you could spend a whole day there or a whole morning and just have like a, your own little mini retreat um, or just stop by for one of the events. And um, it's just such a beautiful place, especially I think this time of year, it's it's getting a little bit nicer most of the time. Um, we can spend, you know, maybe a little more time outside. Um, and so we just encourage you to Go visit the grotto during Lent, especially on Fridays. Oh, for sure. And people probably overlook the Stations of the Cross yeah. if they're there for the Festival of Lights. Mm-hmm. Of course, all of the lights everywhere. Perhaps you don't realize how incredibly beautiful these statues are yeah. and the stations. So I definitely, yes, encourage you to look that up and, and pick a Friday. We've got some nice Fridays coming up weather-wise and Go and pray those Stations of the Cross. Well, Sarah, always a great morning when you're joining us. Another great Tech Tuesday. And again, congratulations to Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove, our Parish of the Week. Thanks, Sarah, for coming in today. Thank you. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio.
855 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 58 and low of 45. 30% chance of showers today. Sun's going to be peeking out, though. It's going to be mostly cloudy. Gusts of up to 14 miles an hour. Chance of rain goes up to 80% tonight with a slight chance of thunderstorms. It starts drying out Wednesday night and Thursday, and we're going to have a dry weekend. Currently, 44 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, this is Unspoken with Reason. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. This year's felt like four seasons of winter, and you'd give anything to feel the sun. Always raging, always climbing, always second guessing the timing. But God has a plan, a purpose in this. You are His child, and don't you forget, He put that hunger in your heart, He put that fire in your soul. between your faith and everyday life that's unspoken with reason it's 859 
All right. Well, there is your Tuesday morning. We have set it off just right. Eric at the helm today. Good morning and great job on the show today. Thanks, Brenda. Couldn't have done it without you taking the lead. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes the lead takes you in circles, but that's okay. We got to the end point this morning. So hopefully we have started your morning off just right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd is coming on this evening at 730. You can also catch it on the Hail Mary media app. Have a blessed day. Amen.